well, be 73 next week. Look at you. Next week, go and get a fucking cake, Carl. Fuck. All right, I'll be back. Yeah, you don't need it. It's go, your birthday next cake. week. It's birthday. It's really two weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I just realized. Is it, it. really? Yeah, well, well, maybe th it's February 13th. Jerry, <laughs> your, your birthday's a month away. I know. We're I not even close I just, I just realized that. <laughs> you basically said your birthday's next week, so Carl ran out to I'm get a birthday cake, and now we're learning that it's well over a month away. I love Jerry Springer. My mom loves Jerry Springer. Carl! We got something to tell you, Carl. His birthday's not until February 13th. Sit down, Carl. I Sit down. Fucking Sit down. Sit down. You're angry. No, you both started be bullshitting me. I ran around. I love. That's how you got that plane no. money, by being a fucking liar. Yeah. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Anybody want to uh, talk about Carl? Got a bunch of. Uh... Hail to the victors! Hi. Actually, the last time I saw Vic was on my birthday on the Upper East Side. You were completely wasted out of your mind. Shocker! Uh, Shocker! Right. Um, so many role I've known Carl for over 25 years, wow. I think. Wow. I'm one of his earliest things. Basically, wow. we used to go drink at a bar called Angel Share uh, when it was all Japanese. They looked at me funny because I was Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> so came in with two girls who were obviously from Jersey who looked very Jersey uh, at a bar that's all Japanese. So we drank all night and basically did all that fun stuff. Yeah. And at, so about 1.30 in the morning, he gets up. He's like... Dude, you're my friend. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's all right, it's all right. We're friends. He's like, like he's like, no, no, you, you didn't ask about the girls. <laughs> and then, and then, then when we, then after that, it'd be like, you know, we go out and eat and hang out. I think um, but, what I'm gonna miss the most is the meals because I used to go with him. So I'm his Asian friend. So uh, <laughs> pretty much. I was, I was his Asian friend for two summers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Asian where it counts. <laughs> so, 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 you know, the, so the, the the whole thing was, you know, we used to go out and eating the last uh, last free time we went out and ate. Went to uh, Flushing. Yeah. Uh, so after the restaurants closed, went to Flushing. It's like one thirty in the morning. He's like, you know, you're Asian. We're in Flushing. Show me something different. So I'm like, oh shit, man, this is Carl. You know, he's like, he's been everywhere around the world. How do you like show the guy who shows people where to eat right. to go eat? Yeah. So we went to a, 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 a Scottish restaurant, McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty close. But actually, no, no. So we went to a, 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 a Korean fish market at, at, at two thirty in the morning, and they have all those crazy tanks, right? And so we go all in the back, and there's this fucking king crab, like a spider crab in the back, which don't live. For, the Carl's like, what the fuck is that? It's like, that's a king crab. It lasts for three days. Out of the water, it lasts three days. It's in Carl was jealous of its lifespan. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, actually, Carl was probably more jealous of how big it was. So it's a big king crab. And he's like, 
And he's like, how the hell did they have this king crab? It lasted three days. Who's buying it? I'm in the business. Who's buying this fucking king crab? And I'm like, yeah, some Korean gangster eats one to get hard. You know, whatever. So we buy. He's like, the guy's like, comes up. And he's like, how much? It's like, 150 cash. Carl's like, steam that fucker up. <laughs> <laughs> and we ate it at 2, 3 in the morning. Wow. <laughs> and this crazy king crab. And, and he was like, not bad, not bad, not bad. <laughs> but, you know, all, every night, I think all of us, I think uh, what connects the thing is, Every, uh, every day when you start out and when you end up are completely unexpected. Oh, God, yes. Bravo. For, bravo I mean, to you that. You have no idea. I've been, I think, uh, with Carl back in the day, we start drinking Angel Share, go to some dive bar, and we go to some famous chef's restaurant at the end of the night. I think one thing I could always tell you, like everyone has told everybody, but this time it's true, you know, cry for a few days, but go out and drink and be, be merry. Celebrate his life. Yeah. Definitely. No question about it. Yeah. I agree. Bravo. Thank you, buddy. <clears throat> wow. Anybody else? All right, so me and my fiance right here, we were stalkers of you guys for years and years. Call married them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Back on opening weekend at La Cubana, we went there with a bunch of friends, and we're all hanging out, drinking, having, eating food. The food was amazing. We had a great time. And at the end of the night, we're at the bar, and there's all the, in- the investors, all the, the big wigs. Everyone's having a great time, and they're all trying to be hanging with Carl and have a good time. And... Carl came up to us and he remembered us from other times we stalked you guys. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, you're the guy, I know you guys, and I know, I know her, and it's great. We'll have a good time. And all the people are trying to crowd him. And he's like, you know, fuck these guys. Let's go to the kitchen. And he took me and my fiance to the kitchen and cooked a shepherd's pie at a Cuban restaurant, which made no sense, but it was fantastic. Then I found out what Ruizing is all about. 3.30 in the morning, I'm in the toilet puking, <laughs> bruised. Bruce head off the toilet seat, dancing with my girl. Five o'clock in the morning, I'm looking up at the ceiling from one of the booths going, oh shit, we gotta go home. And Carl has the boombox playing on the bar. And he comes up, he goes, yo man, I think it's time to go home. And I'm like, all right, Carl, I, I'm gonna get out of here. And she's like, yeah, let's get you home. Wow, you guys stayed that late? 5.30 in the morning. Oh my God. Yeah, I, and by we, I mean she stayed till 5.30 in the morning. I was laid out, passed out for most of the night. <laughs> right. <laughs> really, really appreciate it. This is not easy, but Thank this you. is a lot of fun, man. All right, let's get some beers and dr- uh, and some Jim Beams. Jim Beams. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got a shot here, Oak. We got to do a shot. Dick Cox bought a Dick Cox and a gift certificate to the bar. Yeah, he uh, called Matt here he at Deb Hearts he and said... That's an actual gift certificate. Yes. Well, that'll be for the second round. Signed by, in memory of Carl, from Dick Cox. All right. But that, <laughs> well, that is Ruiz. Anybody, right there. there's a, there's a, there's a hundred, if anybody wants a shot, get one. You know. That's a, that's a, talk that's Ruiz. Talk, right talk to there. Tyler, tip Tyler. Yeah. Pinky's up. Pinky's up. To Carl, you motherfucker. Oh, shit. Don't let him in here. Don't let Tim say No, no. Unless you're coming in with a checkbook. I told him to bring hot dogs and papaya drinks. <laughs> he, see, look, you can already hear him. Look, he's got Sally Jesse Raphael's glasses on again. <laughs> when Carl would bust his ass uh, saying he looked like a, 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 an aging lesbian, it he made me like so happy. <laughs> Tim, are you wearing mascara? Tim Sabian has... Hey! Hey! Carl! Don't hug me. I want to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, bud. Sad. Sucks. 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 
Carl was the <laughs> one of the one of the greatest all time. <laughs> That's Carl. That's Carl. That's Carl channeling us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he was. It would be vibrating. I, I knew the man for for two years, and and the he became like a brother. I mean, he would call me at two in the morning and bullshit or whatever. Or the greatest was on Saturday afternoons. He'd be walking through Walmart buying clothes, those fucked up clothes that he always wore, and he'd be saying, "What do you think of this?" I said, "Where the fuck are you wearing that?" He goes, "Everywhere." What are you talking about? <laughs> it was just, and I. My parents passed away like two years ago, and it hit me, but nothing hit me as hard as it did with Carl. He was just one of those kinds of guys we all talked over the weekend, and it was just a mess. It was just, I've never met anybody that had such an impact on me, on all of us, and like Carl did. He was just, uh, he's one in a billion, one in a billion, and... Just, I told my wife, I'm like, I, I didn't cry this hard when my dad died. Yeah, and then yeah. I was like, I felt bad that I was crying more for Carl than my actual dad. Yeah, me too. But, but. Me too. It was, it was something that, and Nick and I had lunch the other day. We went to a place that Carl always wanted to go to, some foo-foo French place with these little finger sandwiches with tea. We had tea. English, you and, and, he, <laughs> and Carl was up there laughing at us like you two freaking limp-wristed wranglers, you know. So, but, but the it thing was about Carl was forty-four Carl. years old. Like you know, you you expect somebody who you expect your old man to die before Carl. You know what I'm saying? And it was like just for the, I mean, I expected so Tim young. Sabian to die before. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That, you have to get a better voodoo doll, Vic. Yeah, but but Carl was. It was just so, so, and I love the one of the things that were so endearing about him is when he cooked. He would like be cooking and he'd say, "Open up," and he'd shove something in your mouth and and like. And it was a penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've had it up to here, but not lately. <laughs> but no, it was. It, it, he was. He was something. He was. Yeah, that was a good one. But it was. It was something. He was he was amazing, amazing, amazing. A guy that I'll never, ever, ever forget. And I'm just blessed that I had the chance to meet him. It was just something. Talk about his broadcasting abilities, because you know that, that's our field. And and this fucking guy was. I've been around for a long time. This guy was a natural. But a duck to water. The fact is, is that you found him, and and you guys together. It was it was literally like natural. It was something that you just don't come across. It's so rare that you find somebody of that caliber that able to express himself, that felt comfortable on the radio, felt comfortable in front of people, felt comfortable saying, speaking his mind, didn't give a fuck what you thought, or he didn't care if you judged him or didn't. He'd give the, he didn't give a fuck. He just was, and he was one of the best friends and best human beings that brought us all together and brought this together uh he was just an amazing um, i can't i i i'm trying to not like lose it but he was he was just the best lose it because we won't agree we didn't have enough ground. no and and that the text your eyes are streaming now because i know pinch him really hard until he cries we need a good cry you know, and, and that whole story. I mean, he he would he would literally call like in the middle of the night and like, hey, oh my god, hey brother, be cool. oh, that's good to see you. What's my Apple password? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I called. The greatest was he calls me on his birthday. I called him on his birthday. I says, I want to take you out. Let's roll a little bit. And he goes, No, I'm rolling just fine. And he he says, Birthday so far is going really well. And he sends me this picture of this <laughs> fine young lady. And I was like, 
my boy. <laughs> oh, you you were you got those videos and pictures oh. too? Oh, 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 my God. That's why I have a habit. My thing is always putting my phone down. No, no, this I always put my phone down upside down because I, I never knew when Carl would send some something. And it pop right on your screen. Oh, I would literally, it was, I, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be in prison with this one. I told the same story earlier. I would go, oh, my God, and throw my phone. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm sitting there. With, with my girl, we're having dinner one night, and she goes, what's that? Let me see your phone. I'm like, oh, no, 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 don't. And I'm like, delete, 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 delete. You know, I'm having a freaking heart attack. We're in a meeting one morning after after Carl and Tim had rolled. I, this is the day where you, I found you in your office. I think uh, he'd taken you to uh, Billy's. Uh, right in Brooklyn, right? So Bakery. So Tim's, Tim's wearing a, a baseball cap that Carl put on him at some point in the middle of the night. It's nine o'clock in the morning. I think Tim slept in the office. We then have to roll up to a meeting with the head of Westwood One, and both of our phones lit up about halfway through the meeting with Carl showing us what happened after he dropped Tim off. And it was the same in the middle of a meeting, and we're four feet from the president of the network. Same with those photos on it. Right? Yeah, with yeah, those photos. On it. Oh my god! I'm like, I don't need this. But it was he. He was just one in a bazillion. And you would go, where did he find the Filipino boy? Yeah. <laughs> the greatest, the greatest one. <laughs> there was one of them that I... Is there a Filipino in here right now? When he's living in my house, uh, every now and then, I, I, I went in my bathroom one morning and some girl's sitting there on my toilet. <laughs> I have two bathrooms. There's a bathroom right next to where he's yes. sleeping. They're right five feet from him. There's, There's a bathroom. another girl in there probably. Uh, probably. <laughs> he, calls, he goes in Philly when I, I'm, I'm in bed, literally in bed. And, and I'm in Philly and I'm sitting at home. And I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm done. And it's like he calls, come on down, meet me. I'm like, where are you? He goes, I'm at the home or the Food Network's house. I'm like, the Food Network house? What is that? He goes, just come and meet me. Here's the address. So I go down there and he's got, you know. It's going 100 miles an hour already, you know, and this is like 11 o'clock, and I'm like, holy crap, I walk up to the door, you can smell it down the street, you know, it's like, he was just, he was rolling, I stayed there for like an hour before the cops came, whatever, it was just, (laughs) (laughs) oh, he was just, I'm like, Carl, how the fuck do you live like this, how do you do it, he goes, this is living, he loved it, he was, (sighs) I miss him, I miss that fucker, so, anyway. Well, you still got me, nigga, so... <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you, you don't have me at all. I couldn't pay you. I would not pay you. Exactly. What you fucking check So, Vic, you got to tell another story, because uh, there was a period there before he settled in Flushing that he was hanging with you a little bit, Flushing. sleeping on the couch. you got to give us another one, another story. Him, well, I wouldn't let him... You can only stay two months. In, uh, in, in 30 years, only two people in similar situations, somebody getting a divorce... Needed, you know, so I'm like, you, you got 60 days. That's it. And then, but you can't. T- if you tell anybody, I'll make you fucking leave tomorrow. So he kept it quiet for five or six weeks, and I finally told him it was okay to tell everybody. But you know, um, the cowboy spur. I took pictures of this. I was like, I'd always find random items on my kitchen counter every morning. If there wasn't a girl in the bathroom, there's just a spur. One spur. 
not a Paris bird, but a full-on. No, I'm Judd, Judd, I was meeting Judd for lunch, and I'm like, you're from Texas. This has to be. He's like, it's a fucking cowboy's bird. It's exactly what it is. It can only be that. <laughs> it's, then, like, fucking, like, two weeks later, it was a stuffed animal, but it's the ugliest stuffed animal ever. It's a possum. So it's just this creepy little fucking stuffed animal sitting on my kitchen counter. And, you know, my, so I'm, every day I'd go, because then he'd, he'd be gone by then. You know, he'd get up. He started hitting it hard. When the restaurant was open, the fucker was working 90 hours a week. You know, I mean, killing it. Right. Sherrod knows. So I'm rolling out, like, even if I'm sleeping late, noon, I'm like, where the fuck the cowboy's bird come from? Where's, why is there a po- Carl, why is there a possum stuffed on my kitchen counter? Carl, why are there 40 pounds of jerky from Bucky's Truck Stop in Waco, Texas? <laughs> Carl, why is there a bracelet of some sort of wooden origin? The wooden bracelet. He made me wear it. You know, we had a whole... You all had one. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> Was he making these on the side? I don't know, but he would explain it. And then the one time he asked me, because the colors were, there's a little crown in the middle. So there's a little piece of metal crown in the middle. And then there are like three orange beads and then three sort of navy blue beads. And he knows that's Auburn. So, And then the rest are in black. So then same thing. This is where I know he's lied. But he explained, because when I asked him to repeat it, he couldn't do it. Because <laughs> when he put it on me, he goes, the crown stands for this, and this is three, and this is three, and the rest of it is for my black heart. <laughs> so then I gave it to Lola, and so about a month later, she goes, I go, it means something. I'll ask him to tell me again. And I go, Carl, remember what you told me? He goes, ah, I was making all that up. I, <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with anything. We were shit-faced three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Here's one of the sad, the saddest pictures of Carl that I, I was I saved a bunch of his pictures going through. That's a Bucky's. That's a Bucky's truck stop but, T-shirt. But, yeah, it was, it but, yeah, but but he was sitting there by him, you know, and it just it, it just breaks my heart to see. It, it was like he would he would work. His he ass was ass never off. alone, brother. I, I, yeah, I know, but he was. This is a moment where he was. He worked his it, ass off. Yeah, Somebody yeah, yeah. What's that? Somebody had to take the picture. Don't confuse him. Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm on a roll, all right? Leave me alone. Let him go. satellite shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Tim's was... been in radio for 50 years, and he, and he can't explain <laughs> the picture. Technology. I don't even, no one knows what the picture is of, Tim. Yeah. Oh, but it was... Good story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, It's always good to have a punchline, all right? Make it interesting for the listener. Oh, very good. John Candy. Let's take a hundred mile. I say Steve Martin to John Candy. Well, I was going to say, let's take a hundred mile hike to look at a turd. (laughs) Hey, it's at Carl's expense. It's okay. He was worn out, man. Because of of everything we're talking about today. He just went, went, went. You and I would talk all the time about... I'm worried about him. How, you know, is he going to be okay? Is he going to be okay? You know, and I, I think I, I would call him just, and I literally called him like a couple of days before he passed, just to make sure he was all right. And you know, you don't hear from him. All of a sudden, you hear from him at two in the morning or three in the morning. Hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh my god. He said yeah. many times, I hate to bring it up again, but he's like, you know, if I die tomorrow, I'm good. And I would yeah. get all pissed yeah. off. Like, what the fuck, dude? You get so much got so much more to offer. And he goes, no, man, I'm good. Well, Judd and I were talking. We, 
in, he's in my house for two months. I saw no indication at all that he was in bad health or doing anything other than just being Carl. And other than apart. smoking three packs of cigarettes well, a day okay. and drinking from but no, but I, I don't hear him coughing and heaving. And no. Right. I'm, I'm just I'm, being an American. No. <laughs> but, but he did lose a lot of weight. Yeah. Well, of course. And he, was, and he was still eating. So that I think that kind of did indicate that something was going on. Well, but, but he told me that he needed to lose a lot of weight because he was short and too fat so if you watch somebody lose weight over a year and a half and yeah. fucking pe- plenty of people have lost 50 pounds in a year and a half thanks yep. so i don't think something's wrong or creepy with that what you but talking he- about his ex-wife and two- hey ho yeah. okay. we're gonna go back down the trail to the turd again <laughs> Like he was always. I mean, he lo- he lost again. I I knew him over the last year and a half through Vic and you guys. Like he was slowly losing weight, but then any time that I was hanging out with him, he's not eating everything that he's taking a picture of. Yeah. He's handing it. He, that was his thing. He wanted everybody, Passing like around. anybody yeah. here who would have shown up at a barber. He's there. You're his best friend. Yep. He's going to feed you with whatever random burgers from whatever random place, and then we're going out and chasing horrors after. Like that's. Like, that's well, you you say that like it's a bad thing. What? Well, no, it's not. I'm on board. I'm on board. Very progressive. Being an American. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. So I don't. I didn't like. We were discussing that. I didn't. You and I were talking about this also. Um, hell, a couple of years ago. We'd get ahead of him walking down the street, and we'd have to fucking slow down and wait for him because he's smoking and heaving. Yeah. So no, that was going on. I didn't. I, I saw no effects of ill health. Yeah. Swear to God, none. Right? You know, we all. Like yeah, he never was sick. No, he just kept going. He had kept going and going and going. The motherfucker worked all day and then partied all night. Yeah. How about the last time? I remember we were here at Gephardt's and we're doing. A, you did a podcast and and he goes, "Let's go." I'm like, "Where are we going?" Don't ask any questions. You're just going. I'm like, what the fuck? He goes, come on, man up. Let's go. I'm like, okay. You know, so now we're on a subway. We're over to some club over in Brooklyn. And outdoor. And we meet up with Billy. And we, you know, uh, then, Billy. then from Billy's Billy. Good dude. So then we go to Billy. Then the, hometown barbecue. Hometown. Hometown, oh, uh, the Bill best. Durney. Bill Durney. I'm sorry. Bill okay. Durney, yeah. Hometown barbecue. Then we go Then we go over to the barbecue place. I think you were with us then. No, we went to a Frankie, to the Franks, which is now closed. The steakhouse. No, no, but prior to, we went, we went to a, uh, it was a book signing, a barbecue place, whatever. And we're oh, eating yeah, the best barbecue. I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking good. And they go, oh, now we're going to dinner. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, so now we go to dinner and Nick's there. And, and, and they're like, no, 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 drink this wine with that thing. And because the acidity in this and matches the pH level. I'm like, what the fuck? Am I out with a bunch of scientists? Or, you know, it's like, but it was the best fucking food ever. It was always. His, oh and his God. food knowledge. Which was ridiculous. Always. Back to the aquarium. Thank you. When he went to the aquarium on the <laughs> last ride, right? Gloria told me that they're Is walking. They're, yeah, he's walking around. He's telling, oh, this one's delicious. He's telling you how everything tastes. He said, oh, yes. You see, you grill this one, you play up on No, he was, no, he grilled. And Gloria, Gloria was noticing every now and then the aquarium, you know, person is there going, who's this creepy fucker? <laughs> Nobody comes in here and goes, oh, that's amazing right there. Woo, little thyme, lemon, sea salt. <laughs> So, sorry. Everyone must have been horrified. <laughs> I, I love the fact that because I was staying in hotels, True. you know, when I was working at Westwood. And I, oh, you don't work there anymore, Tim? No. I, <laughs> <laughs> another career failed. Boy, were we a bust. Yeah, no, no. 
I'm unemployable. So, but he'd always go, well, how do I keep following yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. He goes, I think I would learn. He, he, go, he goes, what hotel are you in tonight? I'm like, so I tell him, all of a sudden, four in the morning, three in the morning. You know, I'm like, what the fuck, you know? It, oh, oh. I'm like, oh, Carl, I got to work tomorrow. We're at uh, Gebhardt's. This is nice our joint. Shirt. Hi, it's Mike Savage. I love my man Carl. Uh, my quick story is the first time I ever got to meet the chef, uh, we were on our way to a show in Morristown. I'm with my best friends and my wife, and he walks by our table, smiles at me, and turns and goes, Cubanos! There's a chair. He pulled right up, and we, we missed Edgar Winter. Uh, oh, really? oh, <laughs> wow. But we, but we, we did see the man. Wow. Well, we, we got we got the Frankenstein, but um, okay. last song. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then we saw Eric Burden, and he was fantastic. Oh, really Spill the wine, Eric Burden. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my Animals, favorite fucking Animals songs. If you want to hear Frankenstein, find the Marcus Miller jazzy funk version. It's crazy fucking good. Go ahead. All right. So as I cried, <laughs> as I cried True. when I found out the first episode I went to was what the f. And listen to Gina and Pop NYC again, and I cried and I laughed and I cried. Yeah. And I made chicken wings the next day. Uh, perfect. <laughs> Absolutely the perfect. Beginning, the beginning of that story was you were he was going over the chicken wing recipe. Yeah. 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 So I, I, that was when Gina showed up. This girl out of nowhere that Carl didn't see for I think it was something like twenty years. It was supposed to be uh, it was supposed to be uh, Fader uh, Knives. And all of a sudden, this girl shows up, and, and Carl's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And it obviously was a major mistake. He was texting her, for, according to her, for a couple days, and he, he thought the whole time it was uh, Fader. Oh, he's an idiot. He's, <laughs> an, idiot. he's right. an idiot. That really happened? Yeah. yeah. It's on the podcast. You have to listen to the episode. And we're like, in, in typical Carl uh, fashion, we're like, ah, oh, fuck it, sit down. It made it work. And, and we, it's one of the best episodes we did. Holy what, are you supposed to go on a date with her? Yeah. I promised him I'd never talk about that. <laughs> well, he's dead. Guess what? He's dead. <laughs> but she and I aren't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> little fun. I like it. Little feet will prevail in the end. <laughs> so, Opie, I, I just wanted to thank you for bringing him to the light of, of, of all of us and, and how much he meant to people from afar. And I, I know this place would be packed if you could bring in all the people that are listening all over the country. Yeah. Right on, man. I, I got to say, I, I said it online, but, you know, when I started this podcast, first of all, Carl was the reason why I decided to do shows again after, you know, I left Sirius XM. I'm like, fuck all this. And I... I, 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 I <laughs> <laughs> I'll say the same thing when you die. Give Carl a moment here. <laughs> no, I, honestly, it should be said, and it is the truth. You know, uh, Sherrod and Vic as well. When I was doing the podcast, everyone around me is like, "Dude, if you're gonna podcast, you got to fucking tell a story. It's all about storytelling." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to do this thing." And we started the creepy cabin. He got one of the t-shirts on right now. And then I realized now that he's gone, it was like, "Holy fuck!" My podcast was a story the whole fucking time. It was it was about Carl and the literally yeah, the last year yeah, of his yeah, life. Yeah. And if you listen to all of it, and, and it's not a plug for the fucking podcast, it's all there. It. <laughs> no, but it's all there. It's it's his whole story. It talks about growing up and, yeah. and his hardships and his yeah. successes and everything in, me, yeah. in between, man. I've been praising you privately on all this since. You were a mess, by the way. He called me Saturday. He had to tell me that I had to tell you. And I, 
I was mad at myself for two days for not being as sad as you were. <laughs> in kind of an odd fucking way, you know what I, I mean? I DJed but, a party after yeah, you told me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to work. I had to work. What do you want me to do? Not work? I told him, I got work. I told him go to work. I, Vic, I know exactly how you feel, because after I got the phone, I had my list of people to call, and Joey Salvia was one of them. I, got, I caught poor Joey going to a gig to play two gigs back-to-back. Yeah, that's what I did. I had three shows and, and four shows that night. Yeah, so Joey's going uh, to drop something in right here. No. I already played it in the beginning. No, huh? you, gotta- <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> it's okay. You're going to cut it out anyway. <laughs> If we're on this weird tangent, another reminder about Mark Broussard. Did oh, yeah, a, Mark Broussard did the greatest thing. I called him. He called me back. He wrote the song about Patrice originally. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of the song again? Uh, Men Don't Cry? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Men Aren't Supposed to Cry, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because Cry to Me was the last cover he did, which is an old song. It's a great song. And let Cry to Me is an old song on Burke's. Yeah, but, but let me, fi- that. It's, let it's me fill it in. So. The old radio show, we met him for the first time, and Mark Broussard said that, hey, when Patrice died, I wrote this fucking song, and it, and it brought down the fucking room, like, holy shit. So when Carl passed, now pick it up. No, I call, well, I called him, and he was in Oregon, and I don't know it, because it's, it's, it's like five in the morning, and uh, he, but out there, it's only, you know, two or whatever, and so he called me back, so he sang, he sang me like a little one-minute riff of it, yeah. and then he, then he posted all of it for us on Twitter and everything. Yeah, yeah. There, it's all on there. But he, I got a pride because I was trying to... I'm so goddamn shitty with my phone. I'm the anti-Carl. I can't make it fucking... I can't get on Twitter. I can't do anything. And But Mark Broussard was so sweet. It was 51 seconds of it before he sent the longer version right, right. when he was back in the hotel room and he copied all of us on that. Now, shout out to Mark Broussard. A He's fucking best. great dude. Yeah, and dude, to your point, I'm... I'm, I'm Obviously, I was I was devastated. You know, I mean, you were what, you were the first person I called I know, as I was making. I, I was doing my. Mess. But the point is, and I will say, it's it's you and Sherrod as well. Uh, a time in my life where I really needed new fucking friends. You guys came into my life, yeah. and then uh, what what Carl's legacy is to me is the fact that I hate that he's gone, like all of us. But I have so many fucking new friends blowing up my phone going, holy shit, these are all the people no, that Carl yeah. introduced me to. Yeah. And I'm yeah. I'm not as close as I was yeah. with Carl, obviously, but but they're really good, solid friends that I'm going to c- continue being friends with. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I- hopefully they'll listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what a calm heart. You know. <laughs> He's saying, we got this covered between all of us. I think there's a... There's a nine of us puzzle that could be Carl for the rest of our lives. I hope, hopefully, there's enough jig, there's enough jigsaw pieces here. No, I think that'll no. fix it together. But the other thing about Carl is it's the the passion that he inspired in people. Like yeah. it's it's one thing if you met him, he would teach you things. Like you talked about that earlier. Like he had incredible knowledge, but just the things that he inspired in other people, to, whether it's to cook something for the first time or to try to eat something outside of their comfort zone, like you. Look look, look at the stuff he made you eat. Yeah. Right, hey, like Adaskar and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 well, you also ate full size food. <laughs> yeah. I started ordering uh, not off the kids menu. <laughs> hey, by the way, I guess uh, Tim's done morning already. <laughs> he's gone. He's somewhere. He's somewhere not paying us. <laughs> he, g- he gave Carl five minutes. That was good enough for him, right? Uh, I, I, one minute quality, maybe. Oh, tops, tops, tops. Was any of that really usable? No. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. Sorry. <laughs>
when I, the moment I realized Carl was just a solid dude, uh, I think I'm, I've known Carl for like, I want to say a year and a half you introduced me. Yeah. I went into the hospital and found out I had kidney disease. And I'm like feeling like shit in the hospital. I'm like, I'm not in pain, nothing like that. I'm just worried. I had a panic attack and stuff like that. And then they gave me dinner at the hospital and it was like shit on the plate. And I remember I, I think I tweeted out or put on Instagram, like, somebody saved me. Look what they're feeding me. And then Carl, but he just went down this whole thing of Greek food. <laughs> and then he just, then he just DM'd me like, yo, what's your number, bro? And then I gave him my number, and then he called, and like for like another two hours, we were just talking about food. And he really calmed me down and stuff like that. And after that, I didn't hear from him, but the next time I saw him, first thing he asked me, how you doing? How was everything, you know, in the hospital and stuff? And I thought, like, like this is a really solid dude right here, man. And I even didn't really know him like that, yeah. for him to just do that. That's what he was. Mm-hmm. That's, That's just what he was. Yeah. Definitely going to miss that dude, man. God, but he's going to live on for a fucking long time. Do you remember when he said that he talked about people who didn't call him? You know, when when the marriage split up and everything, he said, and he talked to you about this. This was one of the most heartbreaking moments. He said, people aren't calling me. I know who my friends are because they're not calling me going, how you doing? And my heart was breaking for him because everybody used Carl to see how they were doing, but yeah. they weren't checking on yeah, Carl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everybody. I mean, I got you. But yeah, and the night of uh, April 9th, 2018, when you pulled off, you and oh, you the three, greatest surprise. the greatest surprise ever, yeah. and we were pre-gaming right in his there. hotel room before that night at the at the club where you brought in Guy and and uh, Alex Bonacelli, Alex, Rocco, Rocco, all of them. I'm so happy you guys came up. What's up? What's up, buddy? <laughs> Come on in. I was waiting for you by the door. Please. Where, where are we? We got a Funko Suite from Panasonic. Nice. Wow, man. Look at this. It's somebody's birthday. Gentlemen. Wow. Damn! I knew you guys were coming. Is it Gruet? Bro, what the? <laughs> bro, what the? I, I got a little, I had a mess. Did you make a raid earlier? <laughs> well, somebody was here. <laughs> bro, what's up, man? What's up? I don't want to bro, know. what's up? <laughs> you don't have a walking felony. What's up, bro? <laughs> Dude, I, I, I... Great to see OP. Good to really? see you. I mean, I, it, it really, I, I needed to see OP. <laughs> I All right, here, here, film us. All right. Do you know how to film shit? Um, no, but I'll I'll do my best. I'm willing to learn. You know what your surprise is? No, this is some good shit. Don't you feel like a young 22 year old drinking this? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I pulled my back out going up the stairs, but yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah, so this is ground zero after the event. Really? This is people are gonna get hurt up here. All of my boys are coming from Brooklyn. It's going to be... This place will be on fire. Show us around. Show us oh, around. Oh, sure. So this is the stabbing cabin? <laughs> yes, I understand. Uh, <laughs> very nice. Huh? Very nice. This is the window. Let me just let me just try out the bed. Go ahead. What the fuck are you doing? Get off! <laughs> what? Get off! I was just trying it out. What fancy place, cuz? I was just trying it out. What are you? Fucking shove that Samsung up your ass. I was just trying it out. I'm 
fucking kid from the fucking Goonies. <laughs> Carl's surprise has arrived. Just wait, Cuban. I'm gonna go up on Steam. Guy Pierre. Rocco, what's up, buddy? What's up, what's up, man? How are you, man? And Alex Gorn and Shelly. Hello! What's going on? Opie! How are you? And everybody oh, so else. Hi, mwah. My boyfriend Michael. Pleasure, man. Come on in. We're going downstairs. Mike, how you doing, buddy? I just, I just want to get. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm good, buddy. I just want to get this on film for Carl. Carl, yeah. I gotta talk to you. Louisiana, and that I mark on you from Louisiana. Immediately. That's right. You guys know. Here's Louisiana joke. You know. Here, this is for the new bonds people. Uh, what do you call uh, Louisiana without New Orleans? It's not good. What happened? This is not good. What happened? It's not good. What happened? 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 <laughs> we killed the Cuban! That's my past and my future, man! Oh, no way! Uh, you might have to go all the way! It was so beautiful. That was great. I'm a little guy, I'm a guy. Oh, I love it, little covering. Oh. You needed a great birthday, buddy. You need a great birthday. <laughs> you're motherfucker. Yeah. You're that. so rich, what are you doing? <laughs> 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 oh, Happy you birthday, sh- Carl. Happy birthday, Cuban. Happy birthday, Mike. <laughs> All right, let's get it done. I got it. It's my job. Okay, everybody. I can't help you. All right, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> What are you going to do? You get all the great chefs all show up. You're going to have to shave your whole body for this on you. (laughs) (laughs) This is not like a chest shaving. This is full body. Full body. Do you agree, guy? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Full body. Head to toe. Head to toe, including the beard. There isn't enough nair in the universe. I'm not not funny enough to do this. (laughs) All right, everybody. Let's go downstairs, Carl. That moment on the stairs where he breaks oh, down and, and starts crying like, what are you doing here? You're so rich. <laughs> that was the guy Fierro. You were on stage. I was all you could hear me yammering in the background. It was just one of the greatest nights, but that showed you Carl... That gentleman who just talked about Carl reached out to everybody else. And we all owe that to all of our friends to keep reaching out to say, are you okay? Because he was going through the toughest time of his life. I said it it earlier, you know, you just got to fucking show up. Yeah, it's the simplest thing. Yeah. Most people will go, oh, you know, if you need me, that horse shit. I mean, I guess it, it means something to a point, but if you if you really care, just fucking show up. And we knew he needed a good night, right, Sherrod? Yeah. And Guy Fieri broke down and cried and yeah. said, "Look, you needed." I think he said something like that. You, you needed, needed a good, good night. night right? Yeah, they all came through, man. That was special night. <laughs>
What do you think of your surprise, Monkey Carl? Monkey Opie, you, you, you uh, I've never, I'm, I'm, I've never seen you blubber before. Yeah. <laughs> we got him blubbering. Safi, well, we got him blubbering. It, it's been a, it's no, been I a like it. I like it. You don't have to explain. Out's going to Shelly and, and Guy Fieri and Duff Golden and all these guys come to my birthday party. It was like... Rocco. Rocco to Spirito? Yes. I would bang him. <laughs> you having a good time? It was, it's too much. It's too much for me to process. It's too much to have a full room of people. I got you, baby. Come here. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Buddy. Want to say hi to the world? Hi to the world, baby. No, this is really the world. Thank you, you buddy. Thank you, guy. Have a good one. There's a 50 in there. All right, I'm going to give me some wait, now. You're going to get heroin. That's what you're going to get. He left before I could give mine, Carl. I got you. I did a 50. 25-25. <laughs> He left before I could give mine. It was, it was, um, that was, that was a lot for me. Even for me. It was awesome to see you like that. I, uh, I'm not even joking, brother. It was awesome to see you like that. No, real shit. Yeah, I'm a real dude. Lately, I'm, I'm, not a, a, I'm not a bullshit dude. Lately, I'm a fan of real shit. Put your cigarette Holy out. Holy shit on me. All right, Thank let's you. go. Let's go. He called me and you. He called me and Chirac. It's like a random Sunday afternoon. He's like, I'm coming into the city. And it's because he... He wanted to tell us that it was all going wrong and he was getting a divorce. And so, but he was real cool about it. So he shows up and we're laughing, we're watching football and we're just drinking. It's like 3.30 in the afternoon. And um, he was trying to get you to come, but you were obviously family. Yeah, he had hot yoga. Yes, he had a... He was snorting ginger in his purest form. was fucking petting a swan on his lap while snorting ginger. And, uh, so it's just me and Gerard. And, and so somewhere in there, we can't, you, it didn't seem like, you didn't know he was going to say it. It just seemed like a regular, hell, I, it was brunch. We're watching football. It's Sunday. Who cares? And in the middle of it, but we're kind of, me and him start looking at each other and going, well, this is kind of weird. So then he finally goes, get a divorce, lost it all. Just, just screamed it out. Just screamed it out. <laughs> Motherfuckers had an intervention on me. And so they, um, he went home uh, previously, and he was on the phone with a guy about some other business stuff. And But he's walking into the house, and the door opens, and there she is with her mom and dad. And they're like, they start laying into him like, not about ugly partying other than just, we're just tired of you, and we never really liked you, and we're going to take all this money, and fuck <laughs> you, get out of here. And he's telling guy, I think I'm in the middle of intervention here, but not an intervention about I should slow down. Uh, they're tired of me. And guy's like, get out, get out, get out, get out. <laughs> so he immediately turned around and got out and came to the city and found us. And so he held it in for a good two hours. Yeah. And he, he held it in, and he just finally had to scream it. Then it was on. After that, after I'm getting a divorce. dark booty you got the darkest asshole. I was I got so many right. like get it out, get it all out. She's hairy, her butthole's black. I'm just mad. She wears a wig. That was part of the day drinking episode, and he called me after we got fucked up at Ribbon and we're wandering around. Went to Gray's uh, Gray's Papaya, and he called me the next day. He's like, "Yo, cuz, all that stuff about her asshole, you gotta cut it out." <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Fuck that. But then, then, but then when he was when he was when he was doing the switch over. I know. Are you about the car? Yes. This is the best story ever. Oh, oh this is the best. Yeah. yeah. 
when he's handing the car back, to Marie. there's a tag to Marie. There's a tag oh, for the yeah. parking lot, right? And he yeah. wrote on it, Marie, you really need to bleach your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, her dad saw it. He was on the her phone. dad saw it. He was on the phone with the re- with the parking guy, and he and she gets in, and he goes, "Okay, what's what you doing?" Uh, she's screaming. <laughs> Pounding the whip steering wheel, <laughs> ripping up the Man. ticket. <laughs> Man. Vic, do you remember? Uh, I think I think it was the day of the day drinking episode. We're walking up to the uh, sidewalk, yeah, yeah. and he's getting his last shots in because yep. the whole divorce is going down yep. with lawyers, and and now they're just fucking texting each other back and forth. And Carl, his game was strong. <laughs> he was great. Really, no, he was great. He was. I don't really want to repeat it half the shit. No, but no, trust me. Half of it, you can't it was strong. <laughs> He went all in. Oh, Final licks. It was brutal. That's coming from Nick, right? Me and him and you. Right. I wouldn't want him to divorce Carl. No. <laughs> uh-uh. I was talking to some of these guys when we all took a break and uh, grabbed a drink, and it goes to your point. Carl never wanted to be a bother, never wanted to be in anyone's way, yeah. rarely showed that he was bummed out and depressed, rarely. I mean, there was a couple times in a, a dark bar somewhere he would share some shit with us. But he was pretty but, cagey about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He but, right but the divorce thing, that really got him. Well, that's why we were glad that day. I'm glad he, we were, because you like said, one maybe completely a little bit off, but when he finally goes, I'm getting a divorce, we, we were looking at each other like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> I knew there was something because he was kind of just a little too much the squirrel. He was just kind of rambling around. That's it. Oh, I didn't yeah, because he was normally sniper seat, right? He would be like <laughs> totally. at one right. spot, like right, right, right. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the squirrel? You know, nobody knows. Uh, so. The sugar climbers. God, God damn it! No, no, no. Thank you, but no, absolutely not. Is this one of your Paula Dean jokes? No. <laughs> that, that would be flying squirrels. But Carl, this is a Carl story. Fucking squirrels. Carl told me this story that when he was a kid and George and him were in the park near where they live. And uh, they're like kids. So they're like, you know, whatever, 13 and 11 or whatever that age. And um, somebody gave him a basketball <laughs> for Christmas. So Carl and George are over in the city park, wherever their little neighborhood over in Jersey, Newark, somewhere I think it's where he Yeah, yeah. Well, I, well, I, but they're and the and the bullies uh, come and steal their basketball, and so like the five big dudes that are really good at basketball come and take the new basketball from the two idiots who are clearly not in the basketball, and so George lets them take it, and Carl gets really mad, and so he finally he runs he runs in the middle of the game. Steals the basketball back, so now all the other dudes are chasing him, yeah. and they're they're planting some trees around the perimeter of the park. So they're kind of like you know they still have the saplings and the fucking ropes. So as they're catching him, Carl climbs up one of these trees, <laughs> but it can't hold his weight, so it's already kind of coming over. But he's got the ball, he's got the ball, and the biggest meanest dude is scrapping at him from down low, right? And so. The fucking tree breaks. Carl and the tree and the ball land on the bully and breaks the bully's collarbone. (laughs) So now the rest of the bullies get mad and run away immediately because they're immediately aware something is fucked up. This is a broken bone. Fuckers screaming. The mean guy's screaming. So they have to Carl. Everybody goes home. They get the ball. That's it. So the old two Italian dudes, like right out of a movie, that sit on the bench and watch everything in the park for a fucking thousand years, you know, 80 years old. The next day when Carl comes back, they're like, you're the squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) 
swear to God, they called him the squirrel for the next three. Anytime they saw him locally, in there, the squirrel! <laughs> well, because nobody knows that one. I love that. No, I got, I got one of these a day. Of this shit, we're sitting there, and he, he's in the recliner chair, and I'm on the couch in my goddamn living room. He goes, "I know not to talk to you during Jeopardy." <laughs> They're like Felix and Oscar. Smart man. It's, uh, the squirrel. The squirrel. All right, you got another one. I do have one only because, and again, I met Carl through Vic and you guys. You know, like a year and a half ago, this past May, my girlfriend Lisa. Oh, this is good. Angry woman. <laughs> but. Uh, no, I know what this is going So she's got two daughters, <laughs> one of which just graduated from Lehigh University. So we go over to Bethlehem. The only hotel that's worth a shit is the Sands Hotel. So we're going to stay at the Sands Hotel. And it's a Sunday night, and the graduation's on Monday. And it's me, Lisa, and her teenage daughter. We're going to watch the other daughter in graduation. So we pull up. I'm, I'm loading it, and I hear a commotion. Like a loud something. And I look, and I was like, what? Uh, I'm like, okay. I look at Lisa, I was like... Is that fucking Carl? <laughs> Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Sands Casino. I mean, I don't know what Carl's day-to-day shit is, but I've met him like three times leading up to that, right? And I'm like, is that Carl? Carl is walking like Groucho, drunk, deliberate, all this. Some angry woman is chasing him. <laughs> I know her name. You guys, you guys. I know her name. You guys know that better than me. I'm just talking from my perspective, right? There's an angry woman chasing him. And I said, I said, I said, is that fucking Carl? And she goes, yes. And I said, Carl. And he comes over the, you know, he get, you know, cuts in front of a car and they stop. And he comes over to the thing. And then the hyena, the woman, who was like looking at him pissed off the whole way, is like circling around. I eyeball her. I see. And Carl comes over and I met him like three or four times up to that point. He remembers me and Lisa. He comes in, just falls into a hug. Sweaty, drunk. It's Sunday. Fuck it. Like, you know, he's having a good time, right? And he, and he says, we missed our bus. And I was like, all right, man. Yeah, you know. I'm like, yeah, okay. And he's yelling at her, and she's yelling at him. And then he goes, we're, we're unloading our luggage into the wreck. And he goes, they'll take us to the bus stop. I'm like, hold up. Like, we're really? Wait a minute, dude. I don't know. So, And I'm like, you know, again, I've met him like three times, all sweaty and shit, you know. Sunday. So I was like, I was like hey, man. I was like, all right, we're going to be here like... We're in the hotel. Like, if you need anything, let me know. Well, he doesn't. He didn't have my number at that point, so I text Vic. I'm like, "Hey, boy, your your buddy's out here fucking it up. Like, and they could, like, tell, remind him that getting chased by a yes. hyena. I'm like, remind. I was like, remind him the bald headed like guy, his friends. Like, if he needs anything, you know, whatever. And so, you know, text or whatever. But he's yelling at this woman, hanging out, hugging us. Who and was then, the shorty? Yeah. Yeah. Jersey Shore. Right, right. Fell off the stools. Yep. Right. <laughs> but what's always up on the floor? But what's so impressive in Love the typical? Cheese sticks. <laughs> <laughs> cheese sticks. Huge mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella sticks. Huge mozzarella. Yeah. He knows who right. he knows. Well, because I got into an argument with her about that. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> but we're like we're we're still getting Boom. the luggage out of the car yeah. while all this is going Checking on. Checking in. Checking in. Those out. Luggage rack and all. And Lisa's daughter, who's 17, is like, is he okay? About Carl's, oh, he's fucking great. Like, he's 100% fine, whatever. And so he goes off into the distance with this hyena of a woman who's angry at him. And they take off and they go, whatever. And so I'm telling him, like, he took off. Like, he's gone, dude. I'm texting Vic. 
10 o'clock in the morning, he's back in the restaurant, like a bar in New York City. <laughs> he's back in there, dude. No matter what was going he missed the bus, he got yeah. this angry woman. Yeah. It doesn't even matter, he's back working the next day. That was yeah. awesome. unbelievable. I love the fact that he recognized him from our cooking for William apartment store. Right, right. My house. So like he's my judge. Like he kept sending Judd over. Oh, Remember okay. when we were there? Remember he go, Judge, you got eggs? Yeah. And Judd had to run over next door and come back with eggs. Then he brought Costco steak. Costco steak. He's like saying how shitty it is. And I'm like, well, you're the chef, motherfucker. Make it. Like He was so mad at his steak. God damn it. Like, and he murdered and made it delicious. He did, he did. I remember him saying, now I really have to work. Yeah, now he, <laughs> yeah. he totally did. And then he would take his shoes off in your fucking kitchen that night. We're going back to when we, we were there for you. And uh, he just started dancing, well, you man. Well, us, both of us, me and him. Oh, yeah, sorry, and Sherrod, of course. But, but, but he would just dance. I did. We did that all the time. I, he loved it. I'd wake up in the morning and just no, the difference when fucking... Carl danced, I knew he was dancing, Vic. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's a three-pointer. Take it. Really? Take it. Behind the line. That was great. I got you, man. No one calls the ambulance when Carl dances, right? Give me an epileptic fit. Are you okay there, old man? Yeah, I'm all right. I thought you were just getting down. No, but we were. We would. He liked it. Get up. He would like it that I would. I'd wake up every day and I'd start. And I couldn't. I know he was in there because the lights would be on and I could hear you moving around. And um, then I just. I do what I do every day. I just. I turn on my fucking giant thing and I hit a playlist and then. I'd randomly go from here to there. One song reminds me of another, and we go. And it was always cool where he'd come out, and he's like, I've never heard this. <laughs> and, and I was always really fun, because then i get to motherfucker him <laughs> and say, oh, it's Miles Davis, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were going to brunch on one of the Roman Sunday drinkings, and it was right when the apartment was about to get ready, and we're sitting at Mellon's eating a burger, and the, the Wimbledon's on. And Carl looks up and goes, uh, I think I should get into tennis. <laughs> I go, as a watcher? <laughs> or as a sport? What do you say? And he goes, oh, no, I think I, I think I can play this game. Or as one of those giant beach balls that, that you just, that everyone <laughs> hits around the arena? Straight, no shit. I completely straight. I'm a few beers in. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> He get winded, winded playing the Nintendo. Well, they, it, it, completely honest, he said um, after that, and I was teasing him. He went, "No, I, maybe to play just to get into better shape." And he goes, "Is there any tennis in Flushing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a little thing called the U.S. Fucking Open, Carl. <laughs> Billy Jean King, Billy Jean, yeah, right. Never heard of it. So the but earlier. With one of the other women earlier, because she'd gotten him a cat's deli hat and camo camo cat's hat, and it has the year on the front that the deli opened. This is fucking. This is so great. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like 1878 or whatever. And it's got the cat's logo and it's all camo. So right before we got rid of her, but uh, <laughs> I was with her. We were there. Yes, but <laughs> we were there. But she, so she thought it was cool that she got him the hat. But we're standing on, you know. Second Avenue somewhere, but high up. Yep, and it looks like in the quadruple. And it looks like so she looked because all day long she's. I understand this because at the end of the day I was shitting on both of them. Who said the stupidest thing? Carl with his their tennis and flushing, (laughs) or this girl who went who's looking at the sidewalk address number. 
but she's been watching the cat's hat all day long. So she goes, well, if cat's has been there since 1877, this building's been here since 1652. I'm like, it's the address, jackass. <laughs> Now I'm looking at both of them. I'm like, we're going to walk. It's right. a troll. Yes, that's it. I go, I, go, I go, we're walking back in this bar, and I'm going to ask ten random people who said the stupidest fucking thing I just heard in the past 30 minutes. And uh, 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 she won, yeah. She won. She won. I, I, I wanted it to be him. I really wanted it to be him. She'd be like, this building been here since 11. <laughs> I don't know stuff. <laughs> Well, you gotta talk about how he was hot. He's playing. That's what I'm saying. Oh, did I ruin the punch? No, no, no. We, we, we were sitting there. Same thing. We, we'd sit there. He, he, they, they weren't open on Sunday, so sometimes we'd just be sitting there. So I'm on the couch. He's in the fucking chair. We're watching whatever the fuck. And I looked over and I go, Carl. I lifted up my cable box. And I'm like, Carl, there's $900 under my cable box. Paying <laughs> the cable bill? No, he just, it was just, he, I'd have to cash his, cash. he's getting yeah, cash, he's getting, yeah, he's getting cashier's checks because he found out that um, shitty ex-wife, uh, the lawyer kept finding money for him to get back for himself oh. a little bit. So it was, oh, such a joy to cash those fucking checks. Because they're cashier checks and they got her name on them. Oh. <laughs> so and I'm like, I'm like, ooh, what's this? And he's, oh, I didn't tell you. Uh, you know, uh, shitty McShithead. Uh, my accountant attorney found she was kind of snaking, so I'm, I'm getting kickbacks now oh. a little bit because we're, instead of screwing him over totally, so here comes the money. So I'd stick it in my bank account, and then he goes, so I put it in there, it's cashier's check. comes right back out. So frequently, the whole time, I'm like, Carl, there's seven hundred dollars. <laughs> Carl, there's nine hundred dollars under my cable box. <laughs> he goes, I put it in there to hide it from myself. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm a pothead, Carl. I know that one. <laughs> Is he the lost guy to have cable in Manhattan? <laughs> I am. I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I'm yes. paying four hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> That's because you pay for AOL. He's got two channels. He's got two channels. He's got AOL accounts. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Two bathrooms. Right. want to get in touch with Vic. Henley at AOL.com. Go to MySpace. I'm going to have a smoky. Yeah, yeah. Should we, uh, should we end this thing? Yeah. You think we got enough? You think we got enough? This is only the beginning, man. I'm good for I can do like a calendar where just once a day you turn it over. You live with the man. I mean, this is like. There's going to be another year of post Carl podcasts. The stories of Carl. All right. My friend Jesse. You know, oh, I, I know oh, Jesse. Remember when Jesse brought the annoying man? To the yes! Remember you brought the annoying yeah. and, and I'm on your, I've been on one of your you podcasts before. No, no, no. The annoying guy that just about, like, one of Ron White's state towns just about beat the yeah. Ron White was going to murder was, this fucker. This is too inside. When we did the car ride down yes. to see Ron White, and then yeah. we did a podcast yeah. on his bus and, and, bo- I was backstage. and backstage. Yeah. You were awesome. Your friend sucked a dick. <laughs> and, then, and then Ron White is excited to see me. And Vic, at this point, we're having a blast. We're having a blast. And we're having, Who the fuck is this guy? We're having dinner. <laughs> We're it's having like dinner at 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night, and I look at Vic, I'm like, yeah, I gotta no, I go. And Vic goes, oh, I, I get it, buddy. I get it. I get it. And I had to oh, fucking no. leave. 
I didn't want to leave. No, I remember completely. <laughs> it was horrible. This guy wanted this guy like one of Ron White's daytimes wanted to beat the crap out of my buddy, and I'm like. Next day he calls me. He's like, "So that was awesome last night." I was like, "Dude, I'm never taking you to another fucking show in my goddamn life." He's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Let's hang out with Vic." I'm like, "No." no. <laughs> well, the story goes he's from Mass- Massachusetts. No, 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 no. This is important, though. This is important to what you're saying. So we're backstage, just having a blast, just catching up with Ron. Really fun. Because at this point, I haven't seen him in a while, and you guys are friends and all that. And all of a sudden, he out of nowhere goes, you know, in Massachusetts, there was this radio show I really liked, Opie and Anthony. So I casually go, I'm Opie. For the next two hours, he's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, fuck! Can we get past that at least? Like, who would make that up? (laughs) Good night, night, everybody! What do you mean, good night? For the radio listeners, Nick Solaris is wearing a Marie's Italian specialty t-shirt this entire time. Someone has my back. <laughs> I want to thank I want to thank you guys for coming. Anybody else uh, want to say anything about Car before? You, you got to do a shout out. Come on up, brother. So this, uh, Rich, come on up, brother. I'm Rich Richardson from. Uh, oh my God, what's up? I fucking love this guy. A true soldier online. What's going on, man? So I gotta do a shout out from everybody from the original Pod Squad. Uh, everybody's backed up. Opening and call for the years. Uh, let's see if I got to name everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here we go. So we got E B J W Tracy Chef Lou. Yep. He wishes he can be here. Unfortunately, he can't. I know all these names very well. Uh, Chris from New Jersey. Yep. He says hello. Uh, let's see who else I have on here. Everybody's screaming at me. E B Chris. I think I got everybody. Uh, but they say they miss call. They want to give a shout out. I want to say thank you for everything. Uh, our condolences and you know we're there for you all the time thank you brother I appreciate it. I appreciate that you have my back in line by the way we got, uh, so Matty Rock you remember Matty Rock of course he was with us right so Matty Rock uh, wanted to share a story that he had said you know he was hanging out with Carl he hung out with Carl a lot Carl's teaching him the fire order Ruizing he said one day we stopped to go look at some old trains from the early 1900s and Carl proceeded to tell me the entire history of the train lines through New Jersey the types of engines that were on the trains and I believe my response was I like tacos <laughs> so you know again we heard from Maddie, we heard from uh, Britain we've heard from uh, Tracy from afar and, and the rest of the pod squad there and we only touched the surface. Only th- yeah. There were so many people that wanted to be so here. We should put something together. Like, a Oh, are you working thing. for the podcast again, little fuck? Come on! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for letting us get to know Carl. It was great. Thank you. Yeah, jeez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say anymore. You introduced me to a, a thousand people in the brief time we worked together. Easily a thousand people. There's only one who is crystallized in terms of a memory in my head and my heart. And it's Carl. Thank you. You talk about a guy that made a great first impression. It was Carl, right? Yep. All right. Uh, we're going to do more of these, I think. I don't even know where the podcast goes. It's too early to tell. I'm just, I want to continue, but we'll have to figure that out. Um, but Carl gave me a lot of great people to play off and have fun with. So I want to thank Matt and the gang at Get Parts. You guys for coming by. Really, really yeah. appreciate it. And uh, there's only one way to end this. Boo! Pinkies up, motherfuckers. Uh, we all need to get lives.
My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least, check this out, $100,000. And it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. Listen, I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why my bookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. It's as simple as that. My bookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, check this out. You can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Here's your call to action. Up to $1,000 first deposit bonuses. Double your first deposit. Use promo code OPOPIE to activate the offer. Promo code OPOPIE. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code OPOPIE when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet, win, get paid. OP Radio. Carl, my dearest friend. Yeah, we had great chemistry and did great shows. That was a distant second to our friendship that I cherished. When others realized it wasn't cool to hang out with Opie anymore, you said, fuck that. You were the one that got me off the floor and helped me get my confidence back. You taught me how to laugh again. And you're the reason I chose to start doing shows again. I can honestly say I never laughed harder with anyone in my life. You, my friend, rank right up there with the funniest people I had the pleasure to hang out with. Brilliant, quick, with such a great take of the world. And oh, that laugh. Once you got it going, it was over for everyone around you. Lots are saying that you were one of a kind. Not sure people know how true this really is. You had an energy that people really wanted to be around. You made people happy and made sure they were having the best time possible. You weren't one of those people that would say, Hey man, if you need me, give me a call. You were a man that sensed a friend was in trouble and just showed up. I think what sums you up, Carl, is when you were preparing a bite for a friend or a stranger. It was a work of art to watch you prepare. You were so talented and knew it without being cocky. You would meticulously prepare a bite, taking as much time needed to make it perfect. You would step back a bit and study it before finally sliding the plate towards whoever you were making it for with all the confidence in the world. You would wait for the reaction after the person bit into it. And you weren't waiting for them to say how great it tasted. You already knew that before they bit down. What you were waiting for was the pure joy you were bringing to another human being. That made you really happy, and I knew that. You were a kind, gentle soul with a heart of gold. And I go back to a conversation we had just a few months back. You were telling me that you were looking over the water thinking about your life. And you said, you know what, Oak? I thought to myself, if I was to die early, you were good. Of course, I jumped in saying, what the hell are you talking about, Carl? You're so funny, you're so talented, and have so much more to give. 
and you replied by saying, no, man, I'm good. Well, my friend, I have no doubt you're good, but a lot of us are far from it. Our hearts are broken, and they will be for some time to come. I'll say this. I really look forward to the day when I think about you, that it will bring a smile to my face and a fit of silly laughter. I'm going to miss you horribly, Cubes, as well as countless others. Rest easy, my friend, and thank you for being a huge part of my life. Ruizing for life. Keep on dancing. Go ahead, now take the phone. Yeah, let's go to Mary. Sorry, Mary, go ahead. Opie, I've been listening to you for 10 years. How come your show is turning into a cooking show? Fuck you, Mary. <laughs> well, can, right, right there, fuck you, Mary. Yeah, life changes, Mary. You can't just eat all uh, takeout. I, I certainly, yeah, I certainly think the show's more than just uh, talking cooking every way once more, in a while, Mary. What's up? I think no. Up? Well, I've been listening for a long time, and that's what it sounds to me like. It's turning into a cooking shop. Right. So, what would you prefer we discuss then, Mary? Trump first hundred days. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 